0: Welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk Money and More. Today is a guest episode, and I'm really pleased to introduce you to Emma Kahn. Emma is a landscape and portrait photographer and project manager in the advertising industry. She started traveling at the age of 18 and hasn't stopped since. Whilst living in Sweden in 2017, she realised she enjoyed being in the colder climates and attended a photography workshop in Greenland. This became the catalyst to changes. That she has since been making to her career as she was completely inspired by the Arctic, which changed her way of thinking about how we look after the environment. Having over 20 years of experience in the advertising industry in London, she is now transitioning to become a full time photographer focused on capturing the benefits of being in nature, cold water swimming, the oceans, and Arctic, and getting involved in scientific expeditions, which is where her passion lies. And Emma is also one of my one-to-one clients. So we will be discussing what it's been like for her working together with me. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on the podcast, Emma. I'm so looking forward to our conversation.
1: Yes, me too. Thanks for
0: asking me. So the first question I'm going to ask you is a question I ask all my guests. What is your money story?
1: Um, well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up with my parents said um, quite a lot. Of, you know, my dad was self-employed and, and, um, earned good money. And, um, you know, he, they bought me a horse. <laughs> um, so yeah, I come from a quite a big family and we had a nice house that we lived in and everything else. And then my parents split up and, um, my dad got ill and, um, his company basically, you know, w- with that illness, he lost his company. So, Um, And with that, obviously, the money disappeared. So we kind of, from teenage years, didn't have anything like that. So I had to basically get my own job. And um, I worked with horses when I left school to pay for and to keep my horse. And um, yeah, I just basically went from there. And I I have worked really hard ever since, really. I haven't um, really been a I don't know, I didn't do very well at school. Um, I had to go back to college to um, do like a marketing A-level course. And um, yeah, I kind of worked my way up from there, really. So I've always just worked really, really hard um, to get what I have. And that's, I guess that's my main story.
0: And what impact do you think what your parents went through, what your dad went through in terms of being ill and ultimately losing his business and then the the issues around money. What what ultimately do you think the effect it had on your relationship with money?
1: Um, it made me realize the value of money and that I do have to work for it. And um, yeah, kind of it, it, in a weird way, it does help you these kind of experiences, isn't it? And I'm glad it happened earlier on when I was younger, you know? So yeah, it just made me... Um, get out there and, and push myself really to, if I wanted something, then I would, um, you know, need to work for that. Um, like keeping my horse, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think it, it really helped actually.
0: And I know, and the listeners will know from the intro that I did that you are now a photographer and you have set up uh, your own photography business. What was the driver for you in doing that?
1: Um, well, I always, I've, I've loved photography since a young age. I went to the Horse of the Year show when I was a teenager and my dad used to take photographs all the time and he had an SLR camera and um, I asked if I could borrow his camera. and um, Initially, I wanted one of the push and point cameras that everyone else had and um, he gave me his big posh camera and showed me how to use it and showed me how to take photographs. And then... I took some really good photographs actually with that camera and I was so impressed and really enjoyed the whole experience. And then from then on and bought a really crappy, like well, it wasn't crap actually at all. It's really brilliant camera, but it was like cheap as chips because it was so old. Um, really old Nikon that was battered and an old lens and um learned how to use the camera properly when I was about, you know, 17, 18, something like that. And I used to take pictures of all my friends and um, do their portraits and everything else, and was starting up a business from there. And then um, kind of got put to one side when I I got married quite young. So that all got put to one side. And then when I, um, it's only in the last, say, 10 years really, that I've picked up my camera again um, since I've, you know, a single person. And um, I've just been like traveling around and, um to back into i mean i've always been into travelling i um and taking photographs but it's really just been quite quite important to me recently since um i moved to, over to sweden for a little while just i was working there um and got used to being in really cold environments um and um because obviously i was working in london um for a long time just wearing converse and leather jackets and thinking oh i'm freezing <laughs> like not doing anything about it because you know being cool and everything but then um moving to sweden and just having to um learn how to to wear the right clothing you actually really enjoy being in the cold and being in those environments so you yeah, know i learned how to um dress properly and then ended up going to greenland on a photography trip um and that just was the pivotal change in my whole career i think um, just seeing Greenland is pretty incredible place it's absolutely beautiful um, it's quiet there's no light pollution the water is crystal clean and clear and it's just uh, they say that the Arctic is inspiring and yes it it's very inspiring and it just made me want to actually do something about my life and actually you know help the environment rather than working in advertising, which I still do <laughs> now and again, just to help myself pay the bills, which I actually, you know, I really am grateful for that. But, you know, it'd be great to be able to work in advertising on sustainable brands and, and kind of seeing some changes happening now. But, yeah, I think that, that trip in 2017 had a big change, uh, helped me to see things clearly, mm-hmm. what was actually going on really, I think. And it's interesting, you know, we all have
0: pivotal moments, don't we, where where something, something clicks inside us that actually makes us realise we want to do something different with our lives, we want to go down, you know, a different path. And, you know, as I mentioned, you know, in the introduction, you know, I'm fortunate that we met each other, because you used to be one of my one to one clients. What What was it that made you think that you wanted to work with a business coach?
1: Um, Well, I just felt that I, you know, I kind of, I have been self-employed for ages, but um, actually being a really good business person, I didn't feel that I had that ability and um, just continually came to a grinding halt in my, you know, I just... As soon as it felt like I had to, you know, I just didn't have a clue about what what to do next, really. And so I couldn't grow. And I just kept coming up against these blocks. And I knew I had some blocks going on. And I was talking to a coach friend of mine. And she mentioned, um, like, money and that kind of thing. So I Googled you and, um, and found you and started listening to your podcast. And I loved your podcast. Um, got in contact with you. And asked if you could, uh, as you know, be my coach, because I just felt that you'd definitely be able to help me out, really.
0: I do. and, and it, it, It's lovely how these things happen that, you know, you when you have a podcast, you never have any idea, you know, who is listening to you. You know, people are listening because you can check on downloads, etc. But, you know, you don't know unless people Email in, messaging, etc., to say they are listening. You don't know people are, and how, and if it's resonating with them. So for me, you know, when you got in touch, you know, it was great to know that the podcast was resonating with you, and that you were keen to, you know, to to get into action as well. What was your expectation um, of? of the coaching, of starting the coaching? What was the expectations that you had coming into it?
1: Um, I don't know if I had specific expectations. I just thought that, you know, I, I, I knew that I had to remove these money, the, the blocks that I was coming up against. And um, I, I just felt that I thought, you know, that you would be the, the right person that's going to be able to help me work with that because of – your experience and the people that you work with yourself. And um, I just felt that, you know, being around and chatting with you about that kind of thing would be the, is, was the right thing to do. Basically. That's how I saw it. I think, you know, I didn't think, right. I, I want to see this, this and this by the end of it. I didn't think that at all. I was just, uh, I think you kind of know certain things don't you, when you meet people. Yeah. And I, and it's just listening to your podcasts and, the people that you um, are surrounded by that really would help me
0: absolutely yeah absolutely and I think and I think as well you know hopefully our time together demonstrated that you know our relationship with money is more about our relationship with ourselves and our sense of self-confidence self-worth and what is going on with money will pretty much resolve itself. Once we start to identify the things that we need to do in terms of becoming more visible talking to people about what we do, raising people's awareness, being able to market ourselves correctly, putting those boundaries you know in place to ensure that we develop the right relationship with our would-be clients and, and with our clients. For you, what would you say the impact of working with me has been?
1: Um, you know what? I didn't even realize that when I first started talking to you, I didn't even think, it had anything to do with my self-esteem or anything like that at all. I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind. So I can't remember what it, you said something to me one line and I can't remember what it was, but it was literally a turning, it literally turned me around. It was so weird because after that point I was just like, oh, right. And it just all clicked into place. And I can't, I can't even remember what you said. Um, but yeah, I just, um I, what i really liked about you is even when you're asking me just how my weekend was you'll make it into something <laughs> that is to do with coaching rather than it just being a normal chit chat you know so it's just like every single thing i say you kind of were analyzing it so yeah it's funny it's just you kind of get a bit brainwashed almost <laughs> in a good way <laughs> i'm glad you made it in a good way <laughs> no it is it, no it's really good i just you know, definitely completely has changed. Um, you know, now I, I see opportunity rather than a um, dead end type thing. I kind of, I'm not afraid to um, put myself out there at all anymore. And I kind of can see how I can um, work on my business. Um, and I'm not worried about it anymore at all, you know, and I'm not worried about actually being a businesswoman. And, you know, I it's completely turned... In a new direction for me,
0: and I, th- I think that's the whole thing. That once once you start to see the art of the possible for you, and once you start to have more confidence, you know, in your ability and the opportunities that are out there for you, then that opens up space, you know, in your head to be able to be creative be resourceful, be solution focused. And you can't do any of those things when you are in a space of scarcity or worry and being concerned about what might happen in terms of looking at it negatively. It's only when you, you relax back and you do give yourself that space Um, And I've started to call it that grace of space because, you know, we are living in such a, a frenetic society, in such a frenetic world where we are largely encouraged to multitask and to fill our days. And if we're not doing something, you know, we're wasting precious time rather than actually saying no. I'm going to give myself that grace of space just to sit, think, reflect, and not necessarily always constantly be hunched up with those feelings of fear because fear just breeds more fear. Whereas when you're giving yourself that ability just to sit, breathe, contemplate, Actually, that's when our subconscious comes into its own and starts allowing us to have the downloads that we have. And as it's like you said, you can't remember exactly what I said. It's a shame you didn't stop me and say, that was brilliant. Can you write it down, please? I could have then fed it back to you. Um, But it is those moments of almost clarity that gives us the ability to go, it's going to be okay. I know I've got this and I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to push it.
1: Mm. Yeah, definitely. I have realized that myself. And it's, um, especially being, you know, trying to be creative by foot, you can't force that. And it's about enjoying, enjoying it more as well. You know, Absolutely. You enjoy it more when you're not worrying about <laughs> making something else, you know. And, um, yeah. And I, it's also just, um, planning ahead which you made me do which is really great because I you know I didn't even do that before but it's um yeah and once you start planning ahead and you start seeing I don't know you know taking small steps as well you kind of do find that you've suddenly gotten somewhere just taking tiny steps all the time which I've been doing you know so that's really cool just um yeah it's just building up I suppose and at the same time you build up your confidence as well right exactly absolutely and it is you know
0: it is in t- it is taking that intentional action isn't it it's it's knowing where you're heading to and then once you know where you're heading to creating that action plan but more importantly following through on that action plan and i think It's impossible to do that when you are in that that state of fear because that fight or flight mechanism comes in and the only thing you're thinking about then is, how do I get out of this situation? And in doing that, you're not putting yourself in that resourceful state, which is going to allow you... To be at your most creative, to come up with the solutions, to to be creative exactly, you know, as you as you have said there. With regards to your photography business, what gets you most excited? What really motivates you most about it?
1: Um, I think it's at the moment. It's um, I'm I'm I guess I'm building on uh, my experience, and um, I just love. I've always really well i realized that i, I just loved getting out because I, I i'm a landscape and portrait photographer and just being outdoors pretty much all the time and i've for the last year i've been um, doing a lot of um water photography and um i've um just got back from the and been trying to practice taking photographs under the water but um yeah it's just planning ahead and Looking at where I can practice that and, and build up my skills in that area because, you know, it does take time to do that. Um, yeah, for me, it's just, I've expanded where I, where I was literally from a year ago, just expanded quite a lot, um, on my skills and, um, just focusing, I guess, on at the moment more so the ocean than anything because I live right next to the ocean. So, you know, it's just, realizing okay you go you know swimming a lot and then um just continually taking photographs with the water but how I can build on that um and I've also started doing my um scuba diving um qualifications so I'm going to be doing that as well I'm like taking photos under the water a lot more um so for me it's just expanding on my my skills that gets me excited but also just doing it you know just having fun and doing what I really enjoy.
0: And it's something, isn't it? you know, I, I, as you know, from the conversations we've had, you know, I am a real, you know, the, the sea is my place to be. Whether or not it's because I'm, you know, Cancerian, Cancerian crab, I don't know. But every, you know, the, the, the couple of times that we properly unlocked during lockdown, the first place, you know, we as a family headed to was the sea. And, When I saw the sea for the first time, each of those times, you know, I, I, I cried, you know, it has that real emotive energy for me. And Mm -hmm. I think it is that, that, that sense of energy, that sense of life that so many people, you know, really resonate with. And I saw a series of photographs that you put onto Facebook that I thought were fantastic and I thought were really unique. It was you with a group of friends in the sea, you were immersed in the sea, but you could see the joy you all had at being in the sea and being together. And I don't know if I've actually seen that type of photography before. I've seen photographs of the sea, yes, and they tend to be... Sunrise, sunset, a boat in the distance, etc, but i 've never seen a photographer actually take photographs whilst literally you know in the sea with people you know immersed in the water, and for me, it really encapsulated the energy and, and, and the life source that the ocean provides you know, for all of us. And I think that, that 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 set of photographs really resonated with me. What what was it that drew you to that kind of photography? Because for me, it feels very unique.
1: Um, well, I was working actually with um, someone. Over, I think it was over lockdown. Caroline, and she um, she's a coach as well. And she said to me, "Hey, you should um, just you know." ask people. So anyway, I, I wrote to um this guy, Nick, who's my friend now, he's a photographer as well. And um he said, you know, oh you should because I was saying oh, I want to try and you know go towards doing photojournalism." journalism. And he said, oh you should definitely just do a short course, whatever. So I literally just took this short course online. And um anyway it was just weird because I literally had three days and they at the start of this course um the tutor said, right, by Friday you're gonna present like your story and I was thinking my god what am I going to do <laughs> so I rang my friend Rebecca and said are you swimming tomorrow lunch and it just so happened that the tide was in the sun was shining and um it just still fell in place and I just went and took face to her and her husband swimming and um and then the next thing I literally said to my friend right I you know I borrowed a friend's like water housing because I thought I was just going to you know, try out swimming myself and see if I like, you know, taking photos in the water. And obviously it's just gone from there. I bought my own water housing, um, joined like clubs around this area. I live near Dover and I joined the Dover Darlings. And they were, you know, it all sounds a bit twee, Dover Darlings, but they just recently swam the channel, you know. (laughs) They're not – these guys are pretty hardcore people. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, you know, and I just got really – into swimming with them, and we get up really super early. The other day, I got up at four o'clock in the morning, and we met um, a couple of friends and just went and um, met up on the beach half past four and um, watched the sunrise. And it was absolutely stunning. And you know, just watching the sunrise with the mist coming over the water and being in the water and it's just quite um just a magical experience, really. And so, yeah, we do even in the winter. You know, I've got photos from. January where we met at sunrise in Dover Harbour, and that's probably where the ones that you're talking about, I think. But you know, and I just I was thinking the other day, guys, freezing. Why are we going into water that like eight degrees or something when it's you know five degrees outside? Um, and we're still thinking it's cold now, but it's just like, yeah, it's just it it's just um, a really um, a great experience. It's really good um Cold water swimming. I know it's like really taken off across the UK, and it's uh, just mentally brilliant for your health. And just you—you have a group of friends that you meet up every week. You can go every day if you want. You know, I've I kind of spoken to a few people in the area. There's one guy who had you know a multitude of horrible experiences happen in his life, and to help him get over that, he swam twice a day every day for a few years, and you know, he's. It's really helped him. You know, there's set, you know, a lot of stories of how it's. You know, to help people mentally, and I suppose Wim Hof is taking off now as well. Yeah, and, absolutely. So it is. You know, something that everyone's seems to be seeing, and and you know, it's getting more and more popular. But I think over lockdown, it really did take off, especially around here um, in Kent. So, yeah. and, I, and I think you're right. I think I think it's a, you know, it's a great thing to
0: be capitalising on. Because, you know, I have a couple of friends who do um, long-distance swimming in the sea. Uh, One swam the channel back in 2019, um, and literally a mile offshore um, in France. She had to be pulled back onto the boat because she was oblivious to the fact that she was actually droning. And she was oblivious because she was delirious. Um, And she's just gone back into the sea comfortably again recently and i think she's up to seven or eight miles now which goes to demonstrate doesn't it the draw the sea has you know even when you have a a life threatening situation like she had she still wants to do it and also as you say you know the um the popularity that, you know, Wim Hof has now. And I think we are all... You know, all of us who don't do it are in awe of the people like yourself that gets up early to do it. You know, getting up half past four, four o'clock in the morning you know, in the summer, I can imagine is hugely life-affirming. I can imagine doing that in the winter, that must take, you know, digging a lot deeper. But what you get back from it in terms of that connection with nature What physically happens to your body, you know, being in the water, you know, I hear it's very, very good for you in terms of helping to lower your heart rate and produce that sense of euphoria, et cetera, et cetera. And I think the fact that you are, you're capturing those moments and allowing other people then to share. In those moments, in terms of looking at your photographs, you know, I feel that from, from what I have seen, you know, and you may say, no, there's lots of photographers, photographers that do this, but I haven't seen it is something that is very special and is unique and brings an experience to the masses, which they won't necessarily have for themselves so good on you for doing something that is is outside the norm I would say of of photography
1: yeah I mean there are you know now that I'm doing it I have seen a lot more (laughs) pictures but um yeah I think it's it is something that I guess isn't as um accessible to a lot of people um just being able to go swimming every day isn't accessible to everyone you know um but at the same time, I think, you know, I kind of, I love the Arctic, but that isn't obviously accessible to me every day, you know. Um, so I guess you kind of have to, I've just made the most of what brought up with, you know, I was brought up by the sea and, um, yeah, I just love being by the sea. So it's obviously a win-win for me, just, um, living here and. And, and taking photographs of it
0: absolutely and going back <laughs> full, full circle to you know, to the first question in terms of your money story how far how far removed do you feel you now are from where your money story was what your relationship with money was where your your self-confidence now is how far removed do you feel from the old story to the story that you're creating now
1: um, I think that I used to worry a lot more about, you know, making money, but now it's a kind of accept that, um, you know, I think if a lot of people talk about, you know, just enjoying themselves and then that comes along. So that, that's more important to me now is enjoying what I'm doing. And, you know, if the money comes along with it, then that's, that's a massive bonus, you know, and. I think at the moment, you know, I'm kind of working towards becoming a full-time photographer. Um, and I'm really lucky that I can still work in my old profession as a project manager. Um, so I'm, I'm, I am actually really lucky that I can do all these things. So yeah, I, I kind of see that in a different way. Um, before I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm completely stuck <laughs> in this, um, in my scenario, but now I'm not, I'm not stuck at all. I'm actually really very fortunate to be in the position that I'm in and, um, you know, have all those opportunities. And actually, you know, if you actually take take that step and, and step out of your comfort zone, I mean, I've, whenever I've done that in the past, it's always worked out really well, um, even if it was a bad experience or a good experience. You know, it's always actually majority good experiences so I'm you know kind of in that position at the moment where I'm being forced to um step out again of my my comfort zone but I see that as a really positive thing doesn't worry me at all and it's like just see opportunity rather than um something that's you know is worrying rather than uh, you know I'm quite excited about the next chapter I think now
0: and I think you know, that's a good example of, and I, I love this phrase that you know, life is happening for me, not life is happening to me. So you are a willing participant in what happens, what shows up, and you embrace those opportunities of change and see them as an opportunity. So you were you were
1: hinting at it there. What's next for you now? Well, I, I kind of I have been asked to have to move out of my flat so i'm moving and i'm just looking at where i want to move to now so it's like that's the exciting thing it's like where shall i live next um you know i have i am i've moved so many times in my life anyway so for me moving isn't a big deal but it's like okay because i've I've kind of come quite um quite relaxed where I am and sometimes you know I always hear that you know from a lot of people they're saying well if you're relaxed and you're not actually making any headway <laughs> so kind of push myself to go somewhere where I don't know anyone and um can work on my photography more and um actually be an environment because at the moment I'm in, in the channel so we can't actually go underwater. water um so yeah just get my i, I once I've got finished my paddy uh, which is in July, and then I can, you know, work a lot more on going underwater, so potentially looking at moving over to the West Country because um, the water is so clear over yeah. there. It's amazing. But, yeah, there's lots of, you know, I'm just going to check all these things out and and see what I can do next just to push myself, really. And I had that that excited feeling in my tummy for you thinking <laughs>
0: about those 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 possibilities you know that lie ahead because you are prepared to take yourself out of your comfort zone but as as you've said earlier on about me doing the reframe I can't help but do that here but to say by by taking yourself to somewhere new, you can instantly establish yourself as Emma the photographer because you won't be taking any of your of your previous Roles, etc., with you, so it does give give you that opportunity to be known as, you know, Emma the photographer first and foremost, and be in that environment. As you've said, you know, by the sea, by sea, that is suitable for taking photographs in, and you know, the likes of Cornwall, etc., offers so many varieties of of opportunity in terms of, you know, seasonal photography, representing, you know, the coast and the sea during different parts, different phases of its season. And I think it sounds like a, you know an absolutely fabulous opportunity for you to really take your photography business to the next level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you kind of have to just continually practice. So it's, is the only way to practice is to be in that environment I feel so yeah I'm just going to try and be in the environment and um, practice as much as possible
0: perfect that is brilliant
1: but how can people connect with you um well I have a website um dot world, and I'm on instagrams emma jane khan um yeah so you can find me there mainly um yeah if anyone wants to have a chat about or, you know, then just let me know. i am love to chat to people about it and, you know, make friends if anyone's living in the West Country who wants to go swimming with me, that'll be awesome. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: And um, I will make
1: sure that all your
0: contact details are in the show notes so people can easily find you, your website and reach out to you. So thank great. you very much, Emma. I've absolutely loved having the conversation with you. And I wish you all the best of luck with everything that lies ahead for you and your business and your new life in the West Country. Thank you. Thanks, Leslie. being so nice. Talk to you again. See you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. If you have enjoyed it, I would love it if you would tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social media, tagging me, Leslie Thomas Coaching, on Instagram or the Money Mastery Business Coach on Facebook. But if you do, I promise I will give you a shout out in a future episode and I will be hugely grateful. I can also be found at leslie-thomas on LinkedIn. If you would like a copy of my free resource, Three Mindset Shifts to Double Your Income, then please go to leslieathomas.com forward slash let's hyphen talk hyphen money. I would love to hear from you. So please do email me at at leslieatomas.com. I will reply to all messages, but please do be patient. Until next time, remember, master your mindset. And in turn, you can master the money you make in your
1: business.